Hello, this is Kelly Francis, and this is the second episode of the Double Trouble podcast. This is just a brief audio diary about my five-month-old twin girls and my family and my life. So today is July 17th, 2006, and this is actually the girl's five-month birthday. My husband is obsessed with birthdays and celebrating itsy-bitsy little milestones. As a, for instance, he has made this Excel spreadsheet that you put in your birthday and it'll tell you when you turn a million seconds old, which is only like 13 days old. When you turn a billion seconds old, which is when you're 31-ish, I think. And, you know, everything in between. Half birthdays every month. He likes to celebrate every Tuesday because that was the day that he was born. He was also born on November 16th, so the 16th of every month is important to him. And any time it's 11.16 in the morning or 11.16 in the evening and he happens to catch it on the clock, he makes a big deal about it. Anyway, he's a little obsessed. So today we had a celebration of their birthday. So I thought I would talk a little bit today about physically the milestones that they've been hitting. Well, first of all, their size. At the last checkup, which was almost a month ago now, Ramsey was 14 pounds and 12 ounces, and she was 24 and a half inches long. So she's in the 50th percentile for weight, but the 75th for height. And Allegra was 15 pounds and 10 ounces, which puts her in the 75th percentile for weight, but only 23 inches long, so she's in the 50th percentile for height. Needless to say, Allegra's a little chubbier than Ramsey these days. So what else are they doing? They can push up on their hands and you know lift their chests and their necks up off the ground for extended periods of time they can stand as long as we're holding them they've been doing that for a really long time and the books say that that's just supposed to be starting i guess like a month ago but they've been doing that from very very early on they can both roll over although they don't do that too terribly much but they do like if i put them in their crib i have these little sleep positioners because specifically Ramsey's head is very deformed. It's very pushed onto the one side because when she was newborn, she would always lean on the one side. So I've been positioning them so they face the other direction and their heads are like leveling out. But those little positioners also keep them static in the crib. Well, sometimes during nap time, I won't put them in the positioners, especially Allegra just likes to sleep on her back, not on her side. And if I do that, when I come back in an hour or two later, they're always like upside down and flipped around and they're all they've moved completely around the crib so they're pretty mobile it's just not fast because if you sit them on the play mat eventually you'll see them they've moved but you know if you sit there and watch them it's an inch at a time so what else they do this thing that we call dancing where if you sit them on your knee just so they're straddling one leg and bounce them around they'll kick and kick and kick their legs and and flail their arms around like they're dancing and they get really excited about it it's really funny and Ramsey particularly is always kicking she kicks it seems like she kicks whenever she's excited whether that be in a good way or a bad way so if she's anxious she'll kick a lot or when she's in the bath and she's really having a good time she'll kick and kick and kick and splash water everywhere and when you change her diaper when she's not happy with you (laughs) she's kicking like crazy They're physically getting to be pretty big and pretty heavy. And one of the bouncy seats, they're too big for now. I had to put it away finally because you'd put one of them in it and it, you know, their butt would almost touch the ground. It was bending so much. So I decided we needed to (laughs) retire that seat. We are using another bouncy seat still, but that one's reaching its limit. 
and we have an electric swing, which they love, and it's one of the best things for when they're really fussy. You stick them in that, you give them a blanket or a toy, and they'll, you know, calm down pretty quickly. I remember when they were newborns, it's got, you know, five or six speed settings, and we'd put it on the lowest speed setting, and it would swing them so fast. And I always used to say to Dan, why do they have all of these speed settings? Because there's no way we would ever use them. Well, now, if you turn it all the way up to the highest one, you have to push it. And if you don't push it, it's not going anywhere. And eventually, even if you do push it, it will slow down to the point where it's trying to rock, but the baby is too heavy and it can't rock it anymore. So I think we're at the point where we're going to have to retire that. Unfortunately, I'm very unhappy about that. So we've replaced those items, or we're slowly replacing them with um, the Play Gym, which is just one of those Gemini kick gyms where they lay underneath and the toys hang above them, which they like that, and they'll that'll keep them occupied for a good period of time and then we also got a jumperoo that I think I talked about last time which is just one of the jumping seats they like that and they'll stay in that for a while and then my mother-in-law just got us a walker which is really cool they really seem to like that they're not moving around too terribly much yet but both of them can go backwards so you can like stand with them and they'll they'll scoot backwards scoot backwards scoot backwards till they hit a wall or get stuck in the corner and then you got to pull them back out to the middle again, and they'll do it again. So the downside to that is that they can't entertain themselves. You have to be standing there with them. Whereas with the jumper or the play gym, you can lay them down and go wash dishes or something. But I don't feel like I have enough options. So like during the day when they get fussy, I will move them you know, from one bouncy seat to the other bouncy seat, to the swing, to the play gym. And now I feel like my options are getting pulled away from me. It's making me sad. <laughs> but... Um, they're getting more interactive with toys, so now we can start swapping out toys, but we're kind of a little premature for that. They, you know, they can't sit up yet, so they still have like a limited period of time when they want to be on their back. So during the day, I, I get frustrated because I don't know what to do with them. They're fussy, and they're obviously bored, and I don't have that many options. I can put them in all these seats and stuff, but as far as things to do that are interactive... I sing to them a fair amount, and that usually really calms them down. They like that a lot, especially if you hold them and bounce them on your knee or whatever. But, of course, I can only usually do that with one baby at a time. And I can sit them both down and sing to them, but, you know, that's not as satisfying, obviously, because it's not really that one-on-one attention. And I'll do, you know, hold them up in the air like they're a superwoman, that kind of thing. But, again, like I can only do one at a time that way. I started reading books to them a little bit. It seems like they're sometimes interested in that. Sometimes that goes okay, and they'll both sit and watch. And then sometimes that's just not interesting at all, and they scream, and they don't want to do that. So, I don't know. I'm having limited success with that. And I just pulled out Fantasia on DVD, which they really liked that. I found it odd how similar to Baby Einstein Fantasia was. But... I don't know. I don't like to sit in front of the TV for too terribly long either. So it's just hard. I just feel like I don't have enough things for them to do. I do try and get them to kind of interact with each other some. I I started doing that really early just because I wanted to see if they would. They didn't really focus on each other or try to communicate at all with each other until they were about, I'd say, at least two months old. And then you'd get a little coup out of one of them and then the other one would look away. But now you can sit them both down. They'll look at each other if they're in the right mood. If you know they both got to be kind of in a pleasant mood, and especially Allegra, she she will usually start the interaction and she'll make her little happy noise, 
And sometimes if Ramsey's in the mood, she'll respond back and she'll make her little happy noise. Of course, their noises are completely different. And I think they kind of don't understand each other. They're like, why are you making that crazy noise? And if you get them too close to each other, they're always grabbing at each other. They'll grab at each other's hands and each other's faces. They're always smacking each other in the face. And then you got to watch that because one of them just hits too hard and the other one starts screaming and, you know, the whole experiment's over. But it's kind of cool to see them responding to each other. What else? We actually went to the pediatrician today because Ramsey started coughing about five days ago. And we had gone to a birthday party for Dan's cousins last weekend. So I kind of assumed that she picked something up from somebody who held her. But the weird thing was that nobody else was sick. Anyway, she was coughing and the cough was slowly but surely getting worse and worse. So I took her in today and the doctor was listening to her breathing and said that the congestion wasn't in her chest. It was only in her throat. So he said what that means is she just has formula, mucus, or whatever settling in her throat. And it's just a baby thing because she's not swallowing well and she's not, you know, handling things as well as she should be. So we've kind of been having trouble with her from birth with that kind of stuff. She's always been congested. She's always been gurgly. And it just got a lot worse. So he started talking to me and we've had a lot of trouble with her with eczema and cradle cap and all these rashes. And we've tried soy formula and not soy formula and lotions and uh, sell some blue for her head and all kinds of stuff and I just had her on soy formula for three weeks and I went off last week and somewhere in the midst of this I was like oh you know what I just went off soy formula and all of a sudden she's doing this crazy coffee thing which he's saying is related to you know having all this phlegm in her throat and also by the way she's been a really bad eater since this started and what she does is she'll eat a couple ounces and then she starts arching her back and screaming and she doesn't want to take the bottle anymore and we've tried a little bit of Maalox which has helped so the doctor's theory is this is all acid reflux and he's prescribed her Zantac now so I also think we're going to try and go back to the soy formula because I think the reason that this all kicked up is because we went off of the soy formula he suggested trying another brand called Alumentum, I think, because she also still has this eczema rash stuff going on, and he thinks there could be some kind of an allergy, and that's supposed to be more gentle. But he said it's really, really expensive, and it smells really, really bad. So he said, you know, try it out and see how it goes. So something else that happened this week was I broke our microwave. And it was just something silly. The door was open, and I whacked my arm against it, and one of the two little hooks that helped keep the door shut broke off. And at least the microwave's smart enough that when you shut the the door, it realizes that you don't have a good seal, so it doesn't turn on. So then we really want to update our kitchen, but, you know, it's going to cost money and time and effort, and we're just not really ready to do the whole big update. But we've been slowly trying to replace things. And we're kind of ready to replace the oven. The oven we have right now is a double oven. The second oven is above it. So when we pull out the old oven, we'll have a hole above it, which we want to replace with a microwave that has a built-in fan. So we have all these plans of this great microwave we want to buy. So we kind of just decided, all right, you know what? We'll just replace the oven in the microwave now since the microwave's broken. Except that we really want to get a gas oven, and we don't currently have a gas line going to the oven. We have one going to the washer-dryer in the next room, but we have to get a plumber in to run the line, etc. So that's going to take forever, and we basically decided, okay, well, we're not really ready to do this because we don't have any of that stuff set up. 
then we were trying to decide if we could just live without a microwave for a couple of weeks till we got the plumber out to get the oven hooked up and we kind of forgot that our bottle sterilizer uses the microwave so we basically decided we needed to get a microwave just to sterilize our baby bottles so we did and now i bet we probably won't replace the oven for another year because it's not an immediate issue anymore okay so let me tell you about this horrible shopping experience i had today it's definitely the worst one i've had yet but i'm sure there are many more worse ones to come okay so what happened was we took the girls to the pediatrician then afterwards, Dan had to take his car into the dealer to get something done to it. I don't know. And we haven't been to Sam's Club recently, which we need diapers and formula and all kinds of stuff. So we decided to make a big trip of it because Sam's Club is a few minutes away from the car dealership. So we get down there. We feed the girls right before we go to the dealership. We just bought a used car from the dealer. And there were floor mats and there were a couple just little nitty-gritty things that they said they'd fix for us if we bought the car. So... It was just little stuff. It shouldn't have taken more than 10 minutes, right? So we get there, and Dan goes in and says, you know, how long is it going to be? And they said, well, it's going to be an hour. And Dan comes out and goes, well, they're saying it's going to be an hour, but I think they're crazy. He said, but I'll take you over to Sam's Club anyway. So he takes me over, drops me off with the girls, and I get started shopping. So an hour goes by. The girls are starting to get a little fussy. And I call Dan and is like, you know, what's going on? Dan goes, well, the guy just came out and asked me a couple questions, which makes me think they haven't even started on the car yet. And I'm like, uh, we're not going to last that long, you know. So I was like, okay. He said, you know, I'll call you. It's, it really shouldn't take that long. So another half an hour goes by, and the girls are really getting cranky, and Ramsey smells stinky. But I've got both girls. The cart's, like, loaded, and I'm trying to figure out how in the world I'm going to change Ramsey. And I'm thinking, you know, if I can just hold out two more minutes and Dan can get here and then it'll be okay. But they're really starting to cry. I'm like stopping in the aisles to pull one out of the car seat because they're screaming. People are stopping and looking at me. Of course, I usually get a lot of uh, leeway because I do have twins and people have pity for me. But I just am feeling trapped because I have no vehicle. I've, I have no option. What can I do? I have to stand in the store with these screaming babies. So I went to the little eating area and sat down there to see if I could calm them down some. That didn't seem to help at all. So finally, I was just like, I have to go to the bathroom because I also thought to calm Allegra down, I could give her a bottle, but my bottles were dirty, so I had to wash them out. So finally, I go over there, I park the cart, and I get both kids out in the car seats, in the diaper bag, and drag them into the bathroom, and then I changed both of them. They were both pretty yucky. But man, I had Allegra up and I was changing her and Ramsey is screaming. So I get Allegra finished, put her down. I'm changing Ramsey and Allegra is screaming like, like I'm cutting off her arm screaming. It was horrible. And then I got Ramsey finished and I had to rinse up the bottles. And finally, at the end of all of it, Ramsey, I gave her the pacifier and kind of rocked her some. She fell asleep and Allegra took the bottle and that calmed her down. The funny thing is, Dan apparently had finished and had been calling me, but my phone didn't have reception in the bathroom, I guess, at Sam's Club. <laughs> so he'd been in the store for, like, the whole time he was in the bathroom, which turned out to be 15 or 20 minutes of screaming babies, and he heard them screaming, so he, like, found us. <laughs> so all I was thinking the whole time while I was in the bathroom was, man, you know, I should be mom of the year because here I am being patient with these crazy screaming babies. And then I thought, why am I mom of the year? I don't have a choice. What's my choice? I can shake the baby or be patient. I don't have an option here. <laughs> and I guess I do have an option of I could scream back at them, but what's that get me? That gets me even more unhappy babies. So I don't know. It's, 
it's kind of amazing how, you know, it seems like you learn patience. Well, it's not like it's learned. You just, it's all you can do. <laughs> so anyway, we finished at Sam's Club. And then Dan tells me the horror story of the dealer. They didn't even do half the things they were supposed to do that, you know, would have all taken a total of 10 minutes. So he's going to have to go back and relive this wonderful dealership experience. But I'm not going to go with him next time. <laughs> the girls, that was just way too much for them. The whole day was thrown off because of that they they were very unhappy so I'm not going to be repeating a trip like that anytime in the near future I'm starting to teach them how to do a high five which is pretty cool because I always talk about how kids are like dogs which drives my sister crazy because she had kids first and I've had a dog for a couple of years and I was constantly comparing her first son to my dog like oh my dog can do more than that and make her crazy anyway I taught my dog how to do a high five when she was a couple of months old. So it's time for these girls to be on board with high five. <laughs> and they actually, I've been surprised how quickly they kind of got it. It only took a couple times before they kind of got it. Of course, they don't remember it an hour later, but we're getting there. <laughs> um, my dad is always trying to teach the kids tricks like he'll hold the kid up and stick his tongue out and wait for the kid to stick their tongue out and then, you know, get real excited. So I'm hoping I'll impress him with this one. <laughs> Time is getting to be more and more precious to me every single day. I feel like I can never get enough accomplished in a day. I guess in my whole life I've always been poor at judging how long it's going to take me to do something, especially something like painting a room. I always think, oh, I'll knock that out in a couple hours, and, you know, there I am two days later. But it seems like everything in my life is like that now because I don't get solid blocks of time, except for I do have this one nap in the afternoons, but even something silly like doing laundry gets so interrupted that in the grand scheme of things it takes twice as long as it normally would because I had to make bottles in the middle or then I forget because I get off track and I'm doing something else and I just feel like at the end of most days I got accomplished one-tenth of what I was hoping to get accomplished it's just really frustrating because I feel like something is always slipping I'm either not doing anything that's stimulating for myself or I'm not getting the laundry done, or I'm not getting the house clean, or I'm not getting the bathroom painted that I'm desperately trying to get complete. And I'm doing it in these little teeny tiny stages because I'll get a couple of hairs here, a couple of hours there. So it's, it's slowly getting done. But we're having friends over this weekend, so it better get done by then. <laughs> I remember having a conversation with my mom a long time ago about feeling caught up. And I think I said something to the effect of, well, at least when I'm staying home with the girls, I'll be able to catch up on some of those house things. And my mom just laughed at me and said, that's not when you're going to catch up. That's when things start slipping even further. <laughs> and now I understand what she was talking about. So in the interest of time, I think I'm going to wrap up this episode of the Double Trouble podcast. My website is doubletroublepodcast.blogspot.com and my email address is doubletroublepodcast at gmail.com. So please feel free to stop by the website or send me an email. Thanks for listening.